What is up, quality people? Welcome back to a quality pod. It's us. It's a uh, Joshua Prophet joined by the lovely Kenya McIntosh. Make sure Break that you. Because we're trying to spread some practical religion. We are back. The topic of the day is. We are temples. Our bodies are temples. We're gonna. We have two really good videos that we're gonna react to. First, we're going to acknowledge some of the quality people that are in the chat. Looks like nobody's in the chat, but make sure that you are liking for the algorithm. Like, well, I thought I sent it. I guess it's not. I guess it's not working right now. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we'll try to fix that and. Uh, We'll try to fix that in time for our uh, for our quality hangout session. We got Sonia Prophet in the house. She says, "Hey, family." Hello. Hello, hello. Um, welcome in, welcome in. We uh, want to welcome all the quality people. We're tuning in to this on the podcast app. Remember that we are on YouTube live recording all of our podcasts. We have a great. Triage of shows, yeah. Triage is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> triage of shows, and we'll we'll show you what is coming up. So today, um, today, what is today? Thursday? Oh, I I didn't change the time from that slot. But today we're going at seven o'clock. So it's contrary to what the schedule says. We are at seven p.m. tomorrow. We got double duty. Double trouble. One p.m. We have. Profitable conversations, and then 2 p.m. we have Faith and Faith Beyond, and Beyond with a special guest, Callie Logan. Is it Logan? Yeah. With an L. Yes. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, I definitely misspelled it. I was spelling like Hogan, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, remind me to change that at the end. I didn't see that. Maybe I spelled it right on the. Here, yeah, check that for me. But anyway, Monday, and I have the. I don't have the pictures. In the right places right now, but we'll we'll figure that out. Monday, we're gonna have a profitable conversation with Finley Woods. Special episode there. Finley. So that should be fun. And then Tuesday, there will be no show because we were supposed to finish our softball season this past Tuesday, but the rain. Came in. Well, it wasn't even rain; it was just lightning, and yeah. then rain came the next day, and so they pushed it back another week. We won the semifinal game. We're we're in the bottom of the first in our championship game. So we only gave up one run, which is big in softball, giving up. If you give up less than four runs in the inning, you're doing pretty good. So we gave up one run in the top of the first. We have the bases loaded with nobody out to start the game in the bottom of the first. So we are set up really nicely to bring home the championship. So there will be no show on Tuesday because... They're going to get the dub. We're, yeah, we're chasing some Ws, <laughs> you know. But we got a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, we can't put your comments up right now because I think the, the, the something's wrong with it. Uh, we'll get that fixed during our commercial break. But for now, let's get into our topics. Uh, topic of the day is we are temples. So when we think of like temples, like we being temples, what do you think about, Kenya? I think of... I think of a holy place. That's a what holy I think. Holy place. Okay. Yes. Amen. Amen. What do you think of? Well, yeah, I think that our bodies are housing for when when you say temple, it automatically kind of refers to 
housing for the Lord. And so when you say that we are temples, it's like, okay, these are these bodies are housing for God to dwell in. Yes. And express, you know, himself through us. So, yeah, so that's what we're going to be getting into. Uh, let's get into our first topic starting now. Our insecurities. Man, so many insecurities out there. We're going to tell you how to fix them. We're going to be reacting to a video. But before we do that, I need Fight you to... for the algorithm. Because this is the quality of life and we're here to spread some practical religion. Let's get into this video that we're going to react to. This is a major... Major things going thing. on. Yeah, a lot big of people thing. have big insecurities. And in this video that we're about to react to, you're going to see, you know, these are young kids. I think this is probably like high school, college age kids that are getting um, interviewed. And they're being vulnerable saying like, I have an insecurity in this area because of X, Y, Z. And some of the stuff is really sad, but we're going to give you hope. So you're going to want to stick around to the end of the video to see that. Let's get What's into your it. your biggest insecurity? Um, probably my eyebrows. Why? Because they're too big. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> probably my weight. Why? Because I've done a lot of workouts and routines and stuff. And it felt like no matter what I do, it's just I can't get it up. Mm. My weight, too. I'm right in the middle where it's like, you're not too much, but you're not enough smaller. Mm, probably my nose. Why? I got. I used to get picked on it a lot. People would say it was too big. I don't think it's too big. Oh, thank you. My speech impediment. What is it? It's when I talk too fast. My, uh, my brain thinks faster than I talk sometimes, so it comes out a little clustered. But I've been working on it for about eight years, so it's getting, it's getting a little better. Good shit, bro. I don't know. I feel like my shoulders, kind of when I look at other people, like they look different. A recent insecurity that's popped up, I've started to have acne again. And in like middle school and high school, I used to have like a lot of acne. It went away after I graduated, but for the past like month, it's come back a little bit and actually kind of affects me. It makes my confidence go down. So there it is. So those were college students, I believe, that were bold enough to share their insecurities. Now, the I think the one girl hit it on the head where she was saying basically like when I look at other people you know yeah and I think that's where a lot of in insecurities stem from is either mm -hmm. looking from looking at other people mm -hmm. or someone pointed it out to you and you're like oh right I didn't think about it that way yes and a lot of it has to do with our perspective about ourselves as well it's like do we see the things that might be a little different about us as, you know, a unique good? Or are we ashamed that this unique thing that is about, or this unique characteristic about us is, you know, different from what you see out in the world? Yeah, like all those people that said their insecurities, like mm -hmm. the girl with the eyebrows, she looked totally fine. Right. The girl with the nose, she looked totally fine. It's like mm -hmm. a lot of it is mental. Right. And what you see as an insecurity, someone else might be like, oh, you look, what are you talking about? Yeah. And back to the perspective thing, like the guy who was like, I can't gain weight. It wasn't that he was, you know, super skinny. He just wanted to be able to, you know, gain weight so he could mm -hmm. probably look a certain way, present his physique in a certain manner to, I guess, be, you know, bigger, bulkier, more masculine. But it's like, I mean, you look you look fine. It's like, it's good to have those aspirations to want to gain weight, and it's good to take the steps to do that. But you should always be content 
at who you are and where you are, especially if you are striving for excellence. Mm -hmm. And if you're striving for excellence and it feels like you have, you know, plateaued or things aren't getting better, um, either you need to shift your perspective or, you know, change your plan so that you can get over the hurdle. So, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so if the guy came up to us, what Mm -hmm. do you think your answer would be? For insecurity? Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's a good question. And once you figure it out, yeah. how did you get over it? Or if you have gotten over it? I don't know. I, I think a lot of people think I'm like nerdy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's just like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, so you're real cool. Some people... We'll just be like, nah, like he's whatever. Like I remember uh, this one time in school, um, it was before, so in sixth grade in our county, you can't play sports for the school. You got to wait till seventh grade. So in sixth grade, I was just a nerdy kid that nobody knew because I went to a middle school that I didn't really know anybody at. And I was walking down the hallway and there was these two guys behind me who the next year, I played on the football team, and since I was really good at football, they they loved me. They respected you. Yeah, they respected me. But in this instance, I you know wore glasses, and I didn't have like cool glasses that fit my face. I had the little small nerdy frames and everything, and I wore my pants up. And <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I don't know what they were talking about or whatever, but I guess they were talking about like if this kid could beat up certain people or whatever. And then I overheard the kid he was talking to say like, well, what about this kid up here? And he said, oh, I'd blast that little nerd. And I was just like, I was like, it wasn't even the fact that he said he would blast me. It was just that he called me a little nerd. I was like, that was the issue. I was like, come on, man. I was like, man. And maybe I am a nerd. And well, I would say that I'm a nerd in different areas, different facets, like especially when it comes to exploring, you know, Christian doctrine and the things of God. Um, I'm a nerd for like baseball, sports, and different things like that. So I think it's good to be nerdy in different areas. And I think a lot of people are nerdy in different areas. And if you aren't, then it's like, do you really have like ambition or a hobby that really sets your soul on fire? So um, that's kind of how I got over it. It was seeing that, hey, because then, I mean, once I got to high school, I was really respected to the point where people voted for me to be homecoming king. So it was like, I just needed to, once I learned that all I needed to do was treat people how I wanted to be treated, um, regardless of if I, you know, agreed with them or not, and just have conversations with people, because that was, that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest reason why people even voted for me in the first place, was I would, I would talk to people. It's like all the other people in the court, they were great people, but they didn't talk to the diversity of people that I did. They didn't have like actual relationships beyond like, oh, I just know this person's name. Like I could go to different people and different social groups. Like I was cool with the band kids. I was really cool with the athletes, of course. I was in honors. So I was cool with all the, I guess, academic kids. Um, And so And then I was in DECA, so I was cool with, like, the people who, you know, did clubs, who weren't necessarily in band and all that. So there was a breadth of people that I got to know beyond just, like, oh, that's X X person, you know, or I know them from, oh, they just live down the street from me. It's like, no, I knew them beyond their name. 
I knew, you know, something more about them. So, yeah. So I think getting over your insecurity is recognizing that getting to know people, that's a big reason. You, once you get to know people, then you understand that, Hey, regardless, we might have all different insecurities, but we're all struggling with insecurities. And so then you're able to humanize and um, have a, you're able to relate to people in that way. So what would you say yours is though? Mine. Yeah. Um, you ask me, I got I got <laughs> balls back in your court, honey. Um, for me, I think I think growing up it was that I was too skinny. I think that one bothered me a lot cuz I remember in like elementary school we would play like kickball and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one guy was like, "We should call her the stick." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> man. Excuse me." So like up until I guess like 25 was when I like struggled with like, oh, I'm like super skinny. I'm not thick. And you know, like thick culture really yeah, popped like, off. Oh, she got to be thicker than a snicker. Yeah. So that really, I think was my biggest insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think over time, of course, like once you hit 25, your body changes. But also, of course, as my relationship with God has improved, mm-hmm. And I learned that, I mean, I was made perfectly. I was made specifically how I am for a reason. And I think I should, I think I should just enjoy it and just, um, just sit in it. Like, okay, yeah, great. Thank you, Lord, for making me how I am. Because I could have been made a different way. I could have been made in a way that I'm not able to do certain things. Mm, Yeah, that's good. So it's like, I'm me. Thank you, Lord, for making me. Amen. Amen to that. Now we're going to talk about let's, how to get over insecurity and how God sees you. So let's get into our points. Our first point from Kenya is? My first point is God made us exactly. Exactly. <laughs> how he saw fit. Ask God to help you learn to love the area you feel insecure about. Yeah. Also, I think. Well, I also think also the areas you feel insecure about, but also focusing on, you know, the gifts that he's given you and the mm-hmm. strengths mm-hmm. that he's given you as well. Because then true. it will take the focus off of what you feel is lacking. Mm-hmm. That's true. And then my Bible verse is Psalm 139, 14. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. God is with you. Yeah, and I think that one does what you said. Like it takes the attention off of you, mm-hmm. puts it in God's court. Like mm-hmm. I praise you, God, for making me exactly how I am because you're perfect and... Yeah, I like that. Amen. So here's my point before we get on out of here. It's our insecurities are brought on to or brought on by others judging our external world, but God looks at our hearts and character. Now this is big because if you you watched everybody who was vulnerable enough to share their insecurities, it was generally what somebody else thought about them. You know, somebody else who is limited in their perspective, who may not have the best intentions for you, who, you know, just, yeah, like they're, they're just limited in their perspective. But how does God see you? The one who knows you, like you said, the one who shaped you. 
are you focused on him so that you can get the so that your perspective of yourself is you know through the eyes of Christ and so that's where my Bible verse comes in. And it says, it's 1 Samuel 16 to 7. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see, which is big. It's like God's not looking, you know, and observing the world how we generally observe the, observe the world. He says, um, they look at, or mortals see, um, they look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. And so that's what we want to leave you with. You know, stop thinking of yourself as this, you know, external thing. You know, your body is the temple of the Lord. So see your body as the Lord sees it. And so that's a big reason why we focus on Christ, and that's why we strive to be like Him daily, and so that the image in the mirror becomes more Christ-like. Um, and when we look at ourselves, we see, you know, more positive attributes, you know, things that are, you know, good in the sight of the Lord. But that's just what we think. We want to know what you think, so leave it down. Let's have a quality conversation down in the comments. If you're watching the replay live, you're going to want to check out. This video next, whichever <laughs> way that goes, we'll be right back if you're in the live chat. But until then, make sure you are not beta. <laughs> Let's serve the alpha and the omega. All right. The difference between loneliness and being alone. Oh, please tell us why you decided to. Well, why is this your point? Like, mm -hmm. what are you thinking? Yeah, so I was watching the video, it kind of brought me back to when I felt lonely. And there was a point where um, I'll get into like my story a little bit later, but there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm on my walk with Jesus, I'm on my walk with God, I'm kind of studying like loneliness, being alone kind of thing. And I learned that loneliness is more of an emotion, whereas being alone is like your setting, is it's it's where you are currently, like if you're like alone in your apartment right. or something. It's something that you're doing in the present. Yes. Yeah. So, and I learned like God works through you when you're alone like when you're alone god has the opportunity right. to honestly do whatever because you're you have no yeah. distractions you have nothing that can hinder that interaction right there it's so like that's that's their secret place yes yes yeah so that's my big takeaway is i think if people understood that there is beauty in being alone but understand you have to be purposeful in that in that moment alone too. Amen. To that, so you had a Bible verse as well. Yes. And it was Isaiah forty-one ten. Yeah. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I chose that one because, I mean, I feel like it's the opposite of what loneliness feels like. 
Like you feel like you're well, obviously alone. You feel like no one understands you. You feel like you're kind of weak. Right. And I think that Bible verse like the opposite. It's hopeful. It it shows how having God in your life mm-hmm. can turn those things around. Quality Hangouts. What's up, people? We are about to answer your questions, respond to your comments. We're having some fun here today. Getting uh, things settled, getting show build all set. Hey, quality people, make sure you... for the algorithm! Because we're here to spread some practical religion. Let's get to some quality comments. Can we pause and just sit, just admire Josh's hair today? Like... Oh, it looks great, honey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I got a haircut from Vic, the barber. Talked to him about coming on Profitable Conversations. Did you? Yeah. Cool. I walked in. He goes, he, he said, he didn't even he didn't even say hi. I said hi to everybody. He said, come in. Come in. <laughs> I was like, what's up, man? He was like, why don't you tell me about the podcast? Ooh. Like, Salty. What? Like, what do you mean? Why did I tell you about the podcast? And um, I said, yeah, we just started it back up. And um, I, I know when you went with your mom to the barbershop, yeah. y'all, I guess, it came up. And so you messaged me. is like, hey, what about Vic? And I was like, uh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Vic is a character, but he was good. Um, he uh, let me listen to a sermon that he preached at his church. Um, while I got my haircut today, so we were listening to that. So it was it was pretty good. So that. it will be it'll be solid. So um, the week after next week, we'll probably have him on. That's that's kind of the plan. So I talked to him a little bit about that. But now it's time to get to the quality comments. So let's see what's going on out there. Luxurious elements. Company says, yes, indeed, Sonia, temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Josh has never followed the crowd and was always himself. That. I think you got to go to the next one. Uh, hold on. Fine. But thank you for that, Mom. Uh, I, I would say there was times that's where... That's confidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's... Okay, yeah. So I would say, like, yeah, there's definitely times when... Well, because I always just wanted to... I always envisioned my life in a certain way. And if it didn't line, align with, you know, what the crowd was doing, it was just like... Why would you do? Why? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even want to go this way. I want to do, you know... I want to follow the vision that I have for my life. And so that's just a perfect... Example, a lot of people will succumb to peer pressure. Like when you try to fight against peer pressure, it always wins. There's like a rap line. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Peer pressure will win every time you try. Yeah, fight it. And so it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to overcome peer pressure sometimes. But if you have a vision and you're seeking God, so your vision is aligning with God's vision, then you need to trust that. And a lot of times, if you just follow the crowd, they might not steer you in a sinful direction, but it is sinful in the sense that you aren't following the ultimate purpose that God has for you. And so, 
it may not be like sinful as far as like a moral sin, but it is sinful as far as like the obedience to what God has for you. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got out there? We have... When you form your squad, it doesn't matter what others say, haters are gonna hate. And the ainers are gonna hate. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Knowing who you are in Christ and the fact that you were formed in God is empowering. It really is. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. She says, I know that's right, Sonia. I was the same way. Never followed the crowd. I marched to my own beat. I was told I was skinny in high school. Never let it bother me. God made me who I am. And as Sonia says, Kenya, that was my insecurity too. I weighed less than 100 pounds when I graduated from high school and did everything to cover up my skinny frame. It sounds just like my mom. But she she was 96 pounds when she got married. So, yeah. Um, and what tea are we sipping on this evening? I am sipping on green tea kombucha. I am sipping on that, you know, the always reliable honey chamomile. <laughs> honey vanilla chamomile, I think, is actually the, yeah. the correct term, but... Yeah, this this stuff is good. This stuff is. Gary. <laughs> All right. Wait, we got another one. You have another comment. Cindy says you found a good barber. Remember, don't sit in anyone else's chair because <laughs> they always find out. What do you? Oh no! Like I, I go to. There's three guys in there that I go to. But if Vic is, I mean, pretty much for the last couple of years, if Vic is open, then I just go to him over the other two. But those two guys have been cutting my hair since I like my very first haircut. So it's like an understanding. Can you um, shift my camera over a little bit? Because I'm not like in the middle. You're going to have to. Uh, yeah, it's locked. Just, yeah. There you go. There we go. Cool. We are back. All right. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Here we go. Back to the quality comments. The tape line is fierce, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that favor. The favor. You know? Yeah, when your bob is favored, <laughs> then you get blessed. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's that favor. Favor ain't fair. Ain't that what they say? Uh, no, favor they ain't say. fair. Funny. That's all. We're ready. All right. Let's get back to it. All right, getting into our second topic. We only got two topics today, so short little stream, but a fun stream. Um, premarital sex. Dun, dun, dun. Let's do it. Fornicators. Oof. Adulterers. Oof. Sexual. The sexually immoral. Proud. <laughs> yeah. Hey, quality people, this is the quality life. Hey, we're about to get into it. Tim Ross has a lot to say about sex before marriage. Is it good? Is it bad? We're going to explore, but before that, I need Break you to. Because we are here to spread some practical religion. So, sex before marriage, is that good or bad? It is bad. <laughs> but why? Because. 
How do you know if you love the person if you don't test drive the car? Test drive a car first? Um, well, people buy cars online now, so... Yeah, they, don't. they buy them at an <laughs> elevator in Carvana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crazy. All right, let's get into this reaction from Tim Ross. Training your body when you're dating, how to respond should you actually get married. Let me let that marinate. You are training your body when you're dating how it's going to respond if you choose to make a lifelong commitment that we call marriage. There needs to be singularity in the dating process should this relationship turn into marriage, right? In the dating process, I would not advise anybody, first of all, to have sex at all. Oh, wait a minute. That's new. (laughs) You don't hear that every day. (laughs) He doesn't advise anybody to have sex before they're married? That's what he said, yeah. Oh, man. Dang it. You said dang it. That makes everybody sad. Like, what? I thought he was the cool pastor. Oh, no. Man, this is getting... All right, let's... He's disappointing me. Maybe it's going to get better, though. Because... You are never going to get into the mind of the person if you keep getting into their body first. Mm. Mm. Whoa, whoa, okay. Mm. No, that was good. I like that. Yeah? You approve that message? No, yeah. That, that makes a little more sense, okay. you know? Okay. But the world said, I got I to gotta get out there and I got to feel good, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? And it feels good, but if I just go with my feelings and you know i don't tap into the mind of that person yeah yeah and then that leads to a bunch of confusion but he says more oh well let's keep watching red flags become hot pink when bodies have already been together stuff that would have been a deal breaker had you not brought your bodies together you make excuses for because you already love that vagina and deep intimate Communication is usually disrupted if sex is going on during. Dang. That's the end of the short, guys. Red flags become pink flags. Mm -hmm. Confusion. And deep communication. Because a lot of people will say, oh, we need to work on our communication. We'll strengthen it in the bedroom. But it's like, no, you don't really have that deep communication where you could be vulnerable with each other, when you could share the insecurities that we were just we just talked about insecurities. Mm-hmm. You're not able to do that because it's like, oh, I I'm a performer for you. I don't have time to share my insecurities because I have to perform for you because our union is more surface level and physical rather than deeper and spiritual where our souls are connecting, right? Where we're getting into, like you said, the mind of the person. We're able to, and when you're able to, when you get into the mind of the person, then it's like, it's yes. a whole different level. Right. I can unconditionally love this person because it's like, I am so invested in who they actually are beyond their physical that now I am, you know, voluntarily sacrificing, you know, sometimes my own well-being for the good of them or for the good of, you know, our relationship, essentially. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes me think of, it goes back to the scripture I said yesterday from Song of Solomon. Mm -hmm. You know, don't awaken love until it so desires. Like, it's so important to have those boundaries in place. So, 
you won't have confusion. So you won't ignore those red flags and turn them into pink flags or yellow flags. Ooh, <laughs> because like, I don't want it for you. If you're watching this, I don't want it for you. I've been there. I don't want it for you. I like it. So what is a boundary that you've had to put up in the past? Um, well, like now, I would say now. Boundaries I have to put up now because of what happened in the past. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Speak, speak. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead, girl. Go ahead. I'm cheering you on. <laughs> I'm in your corner right now. So what's the boundary? What's that, the boundary? That, we, that you have up now. Okay. Well, that, oh, it's for us because we're in a relationship. Yeah. So that stuff that has happened in the past doesn't happen again. Oh, um, well, one, talking about it up front, like, mm-hmm. I, like up front before we even, I guess, made it official, I was like, that's not happening. Right. So I think that. And also, I would say... I'm drawing a blank. You're drawing a blank. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. all good. It's all good. All right, but we got points, so we're going to get back at it. And Kenya's first point is? Doing whatever you want with your body is not freedom. It is enslavement to your own desires. Follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to prevent hurting God, others, and yourself. Because when you involve yourself in sexual acts before marriage or sexual immorality, um, that hurts God and it hurts others because, I mean, other people's feelings are involved you're, and then yourself because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're doing a disservice to yourself right, ultimately. Yeah. It talks about being a sin against your body, but it's also a sin against the other person's body if you're mm-hmm. not doing it in the proper context. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that leads into my Bible verse. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, shun sexual immorality. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body. God is with you. So, yeah. yeah. So, my point is when you desecrate the temple of God, you impart death upon yourself because God, because the God, or because the God being life, oh, that's supposed to say, because God being life cannot live within you. And so, if our bodies are supposed to be these temples for the Holy Spirit, if we start to desecrate them with, and we don't provide the proper housing for God to live in, then you are decomposing, you know, you're leading to death. That's why the wages of sin is death. But if you provide this proper housing and a clean temple for God to come into, then you are able to be enlightened and you're able to live in truth and you're able to be alive because you know, God represents life. And so the valley is in my Bible verse, which is first Corinthians three, sixteen through seventeen. Do you not know that you were or do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is holy and you are that 
temple. So it's saying like, yes, you are that temple and you must keep it holy. You must keep it clean so that God can dwell within you. But if you don't keep it clean, then God's not able to be housed inside of you. And what happens is is death because you haven't you know, surrendered, right? You're, you haven't been washed by the blood, essentially, that imagery. And so that's why we always need to be mindful of the actions that we take. Um, and that kind of goes back to our insecurities. Even if you struggle with, you know, not feeling enough, the thing to do is not to run to get validation in a sexual way or in any other way. But the thing to do is to, you know, run into the arms of the outstretched father because he's there waiting for you. But that's just what we think. We want to know what you think. Leave it down in the comments section below. If you're watching the replay, YouTube's saying you're going to like this video next. So check it out. See if they're right. We'll see you over there. But until then, make sure that you're not Beta. Beta. serving Alpha and the Omega. Like for the algorithm. This is kind of how I see the religious today. The religious today are basically, they're just super stiff and they, they claim to know everything about God. And so that kind of gets me into my first point is the religious are machine made and not God made. And so instead of letting the Holy Spirit come into their lives and do a work in them, they're just following you know, a systematic theology in a sense to where everything is laid out for them and they become basically just these machine made things. So, so like nowadays, there's all, we, we machines make everything, right? It, you, they go through, they line up on a conveyor belt and this piece does this and this piece puts this together. And then at the end, you have all these identical pieces rather than um, in the Bible, it says that God is, you know, the potter and we are the clay and he should be molding you and transforming you in that way. We shouldn't be machines of man-made ideas, but rather we should take what God has blessed us with, right? The identity that God has given us and maximize it according to his will, according to the values that Jesus laid before us. All right, this is the farewell. We've had a good time today. Those two really good topics. I think we had some quality discussion. Quality people, make sure you share this with your family and friends. Remember, guys, we'll be back in action tomorrow. Tomorrow. Friday. Double trouble. 1 p.m. We're having profitable conversations. Then we'll take a short break and then we'll be back live at 2 p.m. for Faith and Beyond with special guest Callie Logan, not Hogan. <laughs> Monday, we will have Profitable Conversations again, and we will have special guest Finley.
woods. And so you're you're going to want to be around because we're going to have some great special guests. You don't have to just settle for me and Kenya just babbling in your ear yeah. every night. You'll get different perspectives. We spice it up sometimes. Yeah, you know? we spice it up. You know, you got to keep it. Got to keep it. Keep it live. You got to keep it live. Yeah. We also got to broaden our perspective. So we get to sharpen each other. But now we get other people to sharpen us individually, too, because mm-hmm. we're on two different shows and we're talking to different people as well. So it's going to be a fun time. Before we get out of here, let us acknowledge some of the quality comments from the quality folks. T-Max says, definitely not, Sonia. LOL. Don't have too many people in your head or in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the car car new until marriage. I would agree. Amen. Yeah, it's like, what? You want to drive that thing with no miles on it, preferably. But then, preferably. yeah, then they get into the, well, if she already gave it up or he already gave it up, what's then the it point? Matter. It's like, well, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you need to keep going in your doesn't same give you direction. the light. Yeah, it doesn't give you the license to just continually repeat the same thing because yeah. then once it gets to a certain point, then you're like, oh, she's no good for anybody. But it's like, well, what if she made the mistake and now you're saying that she might as well just give it up? It's like, yeah, it's a contradiction. Yeah, that's my beef. Yeah, I have beef. That's my beef with the red pill because they're always like, they're always like that. Well, if she already gave it up, then what's, I, why would she wait at this point? Right. It's like, well, what if she truly saw her wrongdoing mm-hmm. and really is turning her life around in repentance? to God right. and is like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Well, that's because they only appeal to and talk about a certain demographic of people yeah. because there's a lot of people that do exactly what you just described, but then they're talking about the specific kind of demographic and observing what they see within that demographic. But I don't think that represents the largest amount of people in the world. And I certainly don't think it represents, you know, true believers who are seeking after Christ. Mm-hmm. All of it has consequences. Why? Because the word says so. It's not about your feelings, hot pants. It's about your faith. Gary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about your feelings. It's about your faith, and it's about your walk with God. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, and that kind of makes me think of going back to the whole red, I don't know. It makes me think of, you know, I don't know if you remember, but in like middle school when they would teach sex ed, they'd be like, true love waits. And it sounds corny, but it's true. I don't remember anything about sex ed in middle school. Actually, there's one story. You don't remember the tape? story, Mr. Billings, I remember the crazy images of the STDs when we went to Perry or whatever. But uh, in fifth grade, before we went to middle school, (laughs) uh, our principal, tall black guy, comes in. He's like, all right, guys, we're going to talk to you about sex. He said, most of you guys um, are young or whatever. I forgot exactly how he phrased it. (laughs) But he says... Let's be honest. Your penis is only going to be about the size of the tip of this pinky. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on right now? <laughs> but it's crazy because, I mean, he was mandated to do that, obviously. But yeah. 
that was just like that wasn't even in my mind. I think some of the kids there understood what sex was because I remember at the fifth grade table, a kid like describing it to me, and I was just like, "That sounds stupid," <laughs> and it didn't intrigue me. Yeah, right. Probably because I hadn't seen like the actual act, so I wasn't like, you know, you thrusted into it. lust. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, it wasn't until like middle school, like sixth grade, seventh grade. To where I started to understand, like, oh, okay, this is what happens. And then you start developing, like, actual romantic, lustful feelings for women and their anatomy. And you're like, oh, okay, this is getting dangerous. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah don't, don't, always, don't appeal to your feelings. Appeal yeah. to your faith, right? And go deeper in your faith because that will steer you in the right directions, especially when your feelings are off. Yes, yes. That was a good point. Mind first, body later. Gary. I like that. Amen. Amen. Sex will confuse your feelings. Absolutely. Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> Tell them, Josh. <laughs> and spiritual compatibility is more important. I would agree. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Amen. 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 Oh, we have more. We have more. I tell you what, when I was in middle school, those kids were doing it left and right (laughs) in full blown relationships. Good grief. They were in middle school. I remember that too. I was like, y'all are wild. So in our middle school, we I, we had a couple kids who were like actually doing the dude. It was mainly like the other sexual acts. It was like, oh, this girl got, I guess, finger blasted. I would say that <laughs> behind the behind the bleachers or something like that. So yeah, it was it was wild, and I was just like, is this what we're supposed to be doing? Like, yeah, I, was just- I didn't get it because then like you go to church and they're like, don't look at a woman, and you're like. Oh, that doesn't seem right either. <laughs> so, yeah. The church does need to do a better job of talking about sex to kids, though. Well. Well, parents, first of all. I but think, then, yeah, then parents, the first of all. And let's just get that. At, I mean, it's hard because a lot of uh, there's a lot of single parent households now. So, it's hard to say get it out of the schools because sometimes, like, the kids aren't even around their parents that often. Especially your parents are working. Yeah. So But there was something I was gonna say. <laughs> There's something I was gonna say. Swish. Oh, middle school. Full blown. I forgot. It's gone. <laughs> it was good though. Whatever it was. All right. That's it. That's it. Well, we had a quality time, quality people. Or again, we'll flash the schedule back up there one more time. Remember tomorrow, double trouble starting at 1 p.m. with quality, or not quality conversations, with profitable conversations. That'll be followed by Faith and Beyond with special guests, Callie Logan. And then remember Monday, um, we will also have a special guest on profitable conversations again in Finley Woods. We had a great time. You got any closing thoughts, Kenya? Like for the algorithm. 
Like for the algorithm. Like for the algorithm. Yeah, like for the algorithm. We have been growing, guys. It's been great. Oh, yeah. So, Hi, new subscribers. So, hello to everyone who is um, newly subscribed to Tunes in Live. Uh, we do appreciate you. Yeah, um, we're happy to have you. Yeah, join the live chat. Talk to us. We want to yeah. meet you guys. Uh, we want to interact with you guys. Also, when we get to 1,000 subscribers, we're going to be doing some cool re stream redirect stuff. So it's going to start looking more and more like a television network where we'll go you know, back-to-back setups and have the whole schedule and everything. So it's, it's going to be really cool. But we got to get to 1,000 subscribers, so that's why we need like you to. Like for the algorithm. I, I want to leave you with God this. Is with you. God is with you. He is the foundation and the rock that you can lean on when you do feel insecure, when you do feel weak as far as like succumbing to your feelings. You can always rely on God. You can always rely on Jesus. We will see you tomorrow starting at 1 p.m.